What is up, Steel Studios? Happy Monday, everyone. September 12, 2022, and welcome to episode number 410 of the study session here on this Victory Monday. Your Pittsburgh Steelers win, defeat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 in just thrilling, doesn't even do it. Thrilling victory, thrilling fashion. Man, my heart stopped probably four or five times. I had to up my blood pressure, medicine dosage. Man, what a game. We're going to get into all that today. And it did come with some costs, as you are all aware by now, with the injuries to TJ Watt, Najee Harris. We'll talk about all that in today's session, but just want to first start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me. So thank you for that. Yen's beautiful, beautiful studyings. Probably going to have a new podcast, The Still City Insider, up tomorrow with Jim Wexel. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be coming your way. Jim and I will be covering the victory over the Bengals. So be on the lookout. That is linked in the show notes. Don't forget that the Still Study is now on Apple Podcasts. You could subscribe and get daily updates to your feed. And don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Let's make that happen. So let's talk. 23-20 victory. Your Pittsburgh Steelers are 1-0. They are undefeated. They most importantly have a victory in the AFC North, so they've got a divisional win, which is huge. You can't overstate that, especially at the beginning of the year, especially going into a hostile environment. You know that the Bengals hate Pittsburgh. They hate the Steelers. That is not an an overstatement. So to go in there and to beat the defending AFC champions, that's a big deal. And really, this game would not have been a win if it wasn't for lights out play from the defense. And really across the board, the defense just was on fire. And really I could give individual accolades to all of the players, but we'll start in the secondary with Minka Fitzpatrick, who set the tone for the game early on with his pick six. And then from there, just his his run defense coming up to the line of scrimmage, making tackles when needed, defending passes, and then in overtime, blocking an extra point to keep the Steelers on life support to give them an opportunity to win. After signing that big contract this offseason, Minka Fitzpatrick definitely looks primed, ready to play, and ready really to challenge for Defensive Player of the Year title. So kudos to Fitzpatrick. He played strongly. Cam Sutton, Nice pick, good coverage all game. The same thing for Akello Witherspoon. I know there were uh, some criticism of Witherspoon following the game that he gave up a lot of yardage to Jamar Chase. But remember, Jamar Chase is an elite wide receiver, and he didn't give up the big, massive play to him. He kept everything in front of him. And really, they held the Bengals offense, a strong Bengals offense to 20 points. I thought Witherspoon played well. He also had an interception. And here's the thing to keep in mind. The Steelers aren't going to see too many offenses like the Bengals. The Bengals have a high-powered offense. They held them to 20 points in Cincinnati. Keep that in mind. 
So kudos to the secondary there. I even thought Levi Wallace, when he came in, he played well. He was dinged up too. We don't know what the extent of his injury is going to be, so we'll have to monitor that. Inside backers played well. Devin Bush is critical as I have been of him. want to give him some kudos. He was flying around, making plays. I mean, he still has room for growth, but maybe he is going to revert to his form from his rookie year. Miles Jack looked explosive, had a tackle for loss. Very encouraged by what I saw there. The defensive line, Cam Hayward, as Cam Hayward had another sack. (laughs) He had that fumble recovery. It should have been an interception. They rolled it a fumble recovery, but he just played out of his mind. So it looks like he's picking up right where he left off last year. And then Tyson Alulu, you see why the team missed him so much. He was stout there in the middle. And Larry Ogunjobi did a nice job, too. In his first start with the Steelers, he gave Joe Burr a little bit extra on one play, which was nice to see, but he showed a lot of explosion and pop, and the defensive line looked strong. Outside linebackers, Alex Highsmith, a guy that I was really watching to take that next step, and I was projecting to have a big season this year, started the season out beautifully, three sacks. If he could keep that going, that would just be tremendous, but the the biggest news of all on the defensive side of the ball is a negative, and that is the injury to T.J. Watt. Now, let's give T.J. some credit. He was just lighting it up. For as good as Fitzpatrick played, and I said he's going to contend for the defensive player of the year, Watt had a similar type of game. Interception. He had a tackle for loss in the backfield where as soon as Joe Mixon got the ball, he got smacked for a five-yard loss. He had a sack, but what has transpired is after one play, TJ came off the field favoring his shoulder, chest area, and it looks like he mouths, I tore my pec. So the fear is that TJ Watt has a pec tear that he is going to be out for the remainder of the season. Let's hope that's not the case. If it's a partial tear, then maybe he can come back after a few months, maybe sometime in December. But let's hope it's not a tear at all. But It doesn't look good, and everybody in Steelers Nation is bracing themselves for just horrible news. We hope that it's not an inevitability because, really, that's going to weaken that defense when you're losing the defensive player of the year. Now, they could still be a good defense. There's no question about it. But if you don't have T.J. Watt out there, who is your all-world outside linebacker? And I said this last week on the study session – If there's one player you cannot afford to lose, it's T.J. Watt. And again, prayers up to T.J. and his family that he is healthy, he is okay, and won't be out for an extended period of time. But I digress. You can't overlook the fact that the defense played phenomenally. They were tremendous. They did a great job. And if they could do that 80% of their games this year, regardless of how the offense plays, they can win some games. I mean, that was that was the best-looking Steelers defense that I've seen since 2008. Now, I'm not saying that it was 2008 level, but they were dominant against a dominant opponent. On the offensive side of the ball, not much to write home about, and really it's kind of what I anticipated. It's going to take this offense time to develop. It's not going to happen right away. Najee Harris, a player I talked about last week that the team could not afford to lose, he went out with an injury, and we're not certain 
how long he is going to be out. But I don't know if you observed it, but Harris, something looks off with Harris. Now, I know the offensive line didn't get a great push yesterday, but he didn't look explosive. He didn't look decisive. And I wonder if that foot injury is still lingering as well. So we don't know the extent of what what this new injury is. We'll probably get a report on that later today. Everything that I'm seeing is that it's not season ending. So that's good news. But again, prayers out to Najee Harris and his family as well. Hopefully he can get back on the field, get healthy, and get this running game going. Again, no push in the running game. Jalen Warren really didn't do much. But again, no push. The pass blocking was solid. So kudos to the offensive line there. But in terms of the passing game itself, it was meh. And the biggest concern that I had about Mitch Trubisky when he was signed this offseason is can he push the football down the field? Because that's what he struggled with in Chicago. Now, here's the question. Is is the limited balls down the field, is that a result of Matt Canada requiring Trubisky to play conservatively? Or was it Trubisky just not taking the shots down the field? And kudos to Trubisky for playing a safe game, for managing the game, no turnovers, which really was the deciding factor. Had they turn the ball over, it would have put the team in a predicament and they probably would have lost the game, but he's got to take some shots down the field in order for this offense to thrive because here's what's happening. Defenses are still expecting that short passing game. They're not threatened by the run and the outcome is what you saw yesterday. There's just no, no offensive movement, no rhythm. So that's got to get cleaned up. That's got to get fixed. Again, it's game one. It's still too early to draw any hard conclusions, but we should see growth this coming weekend. They've got to clean things up. They got to get better and they can't rely on their defense like they did this weekend. Every game, they're going to have to score some points. You can't win every game 23 to 20. So Again, Trubisky needs to throw the ball down the field a little bit. I did like his mobility. I did like his safe decision-making. And that throw was smart there in overtime whenever the Bengals defender jumped off sides. He knew it was a free play, so he went for Pat Freyermuth down the field, hit him, and that was a huge play in setting the team up for a field goal. And how about Pat Freyermuth? Five catches, 75 yards. The dude is a stud. He's going to have a monster season. Look for him to be even more involved in this offense moving forward. He And even Zach Gentry, too. Let's give a shout-out to Zach Gentry. They're on a little tight end screen. He played well as, as, he played well, as well. But the offense overall as a whole has to get better. Chase Claypool did some nice things on the end of rounds. He had a few nice catches. Deontay Johnson, same thing, a few nice catches down the field. But nothing... Nothing extraordinary. Nothing that really you look at and say, wow, that was amazing. They've got work to do. It's got to start with that running game. They've got to get a push. And that's got to happen this weekend against New England. So regardless, even though the offense didn't play their best game, the defense balled out. Your Pittsburgh Steelers are 1-0. They are 1-0 in the AFC North. And they're preparing for the New England Patriots. Again, the biggest questions right now is what is the extent of the injury to TJ Watt? What is the extent of the injury 
to Najee Harris. And don't forget, Levi Wallace was hurt too. What's the extent of that injury? A lot of guys were dinged up. So hopefully, you know, Tomlin always says the bumps and bruises associated with the game of football. Hopefully it's just very basic minor things. The same thing with 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 TJ. Hopefully it's just a significant strain and it's nothing season ending. <laughs> Again, I'm trying to convince myself here, but want to see him stay out there on the field. So players of the game. To me, I got to go Minka Fitzpatrick, who just played out of his mind. He set the tone with that pick six. If he doesn't score on that interception for a touchdown to start the game, the Bengals win this one. But he set the tone. He played tremendously well. He showed that he's worth that contract. I'm excited to see what he does every game from here on out. On the offensive side of the ball, player of the game, Pat Freyermuth, five catches, 75 yards, came up big when his offense needed him. So shout out to him. Biggest disappointment defensively, I don't even know if I can identify a guy who was disappointing on defense because they all played well. Now, I guess the quietest guy yesterday would be Terrell Edmonds, even though he played a nice game, but I can't I can't even give you a disappointment on defense. I, I can't. So nobody, nobody was a disappointment. Offensively, man, I have a laundry list of players to pick from when pointing out disappointments. <sighs> I can't go the running backs. I'm just going to group that offensive line together. I thought we would see a little bit more of a push. We didn't. Now, again, that's a decent defensive line. But we know what the areas are for growth for next weekend. So, Steelers gearing up for the Patriots. It's going to be the home opener for your Pittsburgh Steelers at 1 o'clock next weekend at Acroshore Stadium. I will be at that game. Very excited. That place is going to be out of control. Nuts. Now, here's the here's the question. If Trubisky struggles, and this is something that he's got to gear up and get ready for, if he struggles, you know those Kenny chants are going to get started and they are going to be loud. So a lot of pressure on Trubisky to play well, and we'll see how he handles those picket chants because even if it's just a poorly thrown ball, those Steelers fans are going to be on him because they want to see picket. So anyway, life is good here on this Monday, September 12th. Pittsburgh Steelers victory. Again, let's just hope that all those Steelers who were injured, especially TJ Watt, that they are healthy and they are able to play again this season. And studying, 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 studying. My gratitude to you for joining me here today on episode number 410 of the study session. We can connect one of three ways. Comment directly on the articles at the bottom of the page. Hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Don't forget about the podcast that I did with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. It is linked in the show notes. Don't forget that The Still Study is now on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and get daily updates to your feed. And don't forget about that donut button, the donate button. If you enjoy what I do, you want to buy me a beer, help with the cost of site upkeep, click on that button, donate a quarter, 50 cents, a dollar, whatever you want to. You know I appreciate Yin's, you beautiful, beautiful studies. And with that, on this Victory Monday, remember, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.